You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there in Cougar Nation. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. A lot of BYU football to talk about. I'll head on today's show, another position group debriefing. Going to call an audible, though, due to some news from another BYU football player declaring that he is going to run it back in 2022. That is Joe Tukuafu. We'll talk about that in the interior of BYU's offensive line. We'll also get to the latest when it comes to BYU sports out there, transfer portal news, all of that covered ahead on today's podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by our title sponsor in Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. All right, without further ado, let's dive in on a Tuesday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 4th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, I'm a day job. And thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there. A quick reminder for you guys, it's the new year, so obviously we all have New Year's resolutions we're all kind of implementing into our lives. I want to encourage you guys to make sure you make sharing this podcast with your family and friends a New Year's resolution, but also if you have not done so already, leave Leaving us a rating and review is absolutely critical to our continued success. So please leave us a rating and review, especially if you happen to be listening to us on Apple Podcasts. We want a five-star rating, but also love your guys' comments, what you like about the show. You have suggestions for improvement. We'd love nothing more than to hear from you guys and let you guys sound off on this. So please make it part of your New Year's resolution to continue continue support of the podcast. And please leave us that rating and review. All right, getting going in earnest here on today's show and let's talk a little BYU football and BYU got some good news in the form of a post on Instagram yesterday from Joe Tukuafu, a former, not a former, a current BYU offensive lineman, a sixth year junior. Uh, He has been around the BYU football program for a long time. This is a kid that graduated high school in 2014, originally signed with Utah State, came home off of a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, had some transfer portal issues or transfer issues because the portal didn't exist at that point and finally made his way to BYU has gone through some academic issues has fought his way back and become a starting caliber guard for BYU well he announced that he is coming back to BYU in 2022 and I think this is welcome news welcome news for the Cougars because I think it means that BYU's offensive line is yet again going to be the quote-unquote tip of the spear for the BYU offense in 2022 uh Today, I meant to talk about BYU's wide receiver position in this position group debriefing, but I'm calling an audible because of the news involving Joe Tukuafu. Gunnar Romney is still looming out there. We don't know what his ultimate decision is going to be with regards to his future. We'll talk about the wide receivers at some point this week, so stay tuned for that. But let's talk about the interior of BYU's offensive line. I think that Joe Tukuafu returning bolsters a pretty strong interior unit for BYU, but more importantly, it bolsters the depth at bare minimum. Joe 
Jotu Guafu is a former tight end who has really developed himself into a standout offensive lineman. Uh, I've got one person who I know that knows more about NFL offensive line play and that type of stuff who tells me that he thinks Jotu Guafu could be a guy that ends up in the NFL one day. The only thing working against him at this point is he joined the podcast. We had him on before the Independence Bowl, and he said that he was going to evaluate all of his options with regards to his future. He'll be 25 years old by the time next season gets rolling. He is going to be an old seventh year senior for BYU, but he is going to be a guy that I think absolutely is going to be in the mix to start once again in 2022, and at the very, very worst, he is going to be a solid backup across all three of the interior offensive line positions at left guard, center, and right guard, and if any of those positions suffer an injury, you plug and play him as the backup, as the starter in that position until the starter is able to return to action. That, that's what I like about this. Jeff Hansen from Cougar Sports Insider, a good friend of the podcast, pointed out that BYU's offensive line as a whole going into the 2022 season will have a total of at least 6,000 snaps played across the entirety of that offensive line. That is a ton of experience for BYU's offensive line, and they have a very, very solid foundation to work upon with regards to BYU's offensive line moving forward here, and that interior of that offensive line is going to be very, very solid. Obviously, James MP has declared that he is headed to the NFL. He leaves a hole at center, but I think Connor Page just is a plug-and-play guy. You move him into that center spot. When the last two seasons that James MP has been unavailable, Connor Pay has stepped in, and they've really not missed a beat at center. I really like what Connor Pay brings to the picture, and he will be your starting center. The other guys moving on from this interior offensive line include JT Gentry. He was a walk-on, but he's a non-factor, didn't do much. And also Cade Parrish, a transfer from Snow College. He decided to enter the transfer portal, and he is headed to Utah State to play closer to home. He is from Logan High School. So, obviously, uh, some departures there, but of course, James Empey, the biggest name in that mix. But I think Connor Pay, he is your starting center. Joe Tukawafu figures to be the backup center uh, for BYU, even if he is starting at guard. Let's just say an injury does occur to Connor Pay at some point during 2022. Joe Tukawafu slides down to center, and I think you just continue on at that point. At left guard, you have Clark Barrington back for another season. I think next year in 2022 will be his final year in a BYU uniform. I think he'll pursue his NFL future after that, barring an injury or something unforeseen. Clark Barrington, I've heard it from multiple folks, similar to Joe Tuguafu, actually more folks have told me this, Clark Barrington's going to be an NFL guy. He has got NFL uh, future written all over him, and think about this, he was thought to be the lesser of the two Barrington brothers in terms of the recruiting stakes when BYU is recruiting Clark. The thought was they were bringing Clark in in hopes of landing Campbell Barrington. Now, Campbell Barrington was very, very good at right tackle this year, filling in for an injured Harris LeChance before he suffered an injury of his own. There is some thought that due to the glut of tackles, and we'll talk about the tackle position at some point here in the near future, that Campbell Barrington may end up in on the interior of BYU's offensive line. He could actually be the starting right guard opposite his brother brother at left guard, speaking of Clark Barrington. You could have the Barrington brothers really holding down the guard spots for BYU in 2022, and I don't think that'd be a bad thing at all. I think that the good news is you, at right now, speaking of BYU's interior offensive line, you have got a four-year starter in Clark Barrington at left guard. You will have a guy who's got the equivalent of at least one season starting in Connor Pay taking over at center, and Joe Tukwafu, he started pretty much every game this past year at right guard outside of a minor injury that he suffered at midseason. So, the the good news is you have experience 
leading all three of those positions along the interior of BYU's offensive line. The only concern I have is is the depth for BYU, similar to a, a lot of the different positions on this team, is still very much a question mark for the Cougars. And you need to see some of these young bucks really grow up quick. Seth Willis was on the transfer, uh, not the transfer portal. He was on the travel squad all season long this year. And I think he is a guy who's developing very, very nicely. He's got good size to him, uh, six foot five, three hundred some odd pounds. And I figure he'll be a backup at minimum next year at one of the interior three spots. He was listed as the backup to Clark Barrington at left guard. Other young bucks who you, you need to grow up and really step forward this spring include Dylan Rollins, Brock Gunderson, Tyson Lewis, who is coming off an ACL tear, and Donovan Hanna, who uh, Donovan Hanna is similar to Joe Tukuafu, a guy who signed with BYU as a tight end, came in. Uh, outgrew that position is to actually move become this just massive human being and figures to be an offensive guard for BYU and then finally a transfer from Utah State and Hunter Hill you need to have any two or three of the five of those guys I just mentioned become guys who are quality depth pieces during spring ball upcoming throughout the summer on into training camp to help bolster BYU's depth. The good news is I'm actually very high on all five of those guys' chances if they can realize their potential. The biggest thing for them is getting them reps. That's the biggest thing is BYU has had a glut of long-term starting offensive linemen who have played a lot of reps. And the problem has been getting reps for these younger guys to let them season up a little bit. So the hope is that spring ball, they can replicate as much of a game atmosphere as possible and give these guys an opportunity to show what they can do. Some other walk-ons in this position group that I'm not necessarily counting on, but if they prove to be guys that can show anything in spring ball they may have a chance to move up the depth chart include Cooper McMullen a transfer uh, not a transfer he's a freshman who uh, came to BYU as a preferred walk-on from Southern California this past recruiting class Burke Parker who's a walk-on from Hawaii and then Chandler Bird who's from back east in New Jersey if I'm not mistaken of all places they figured also to try to make a move this spring but there is a lot of bodies for BYU along this interior of the offensive line the good news is you have three established veteran starters for BYU that should should hold down the fort as long as possible, as long as they stay healthy. They should hold on to the fort. You just want to see some of these guys start to develop behind them because as these guys start to age out of the program, you look at a guy like Joe Tukuafu. He is going to obviously be moving on after next season. I expect Clark Barrington will be moving on next year as well. And you need to see some guys start to make moves up the depth chart as they start to really establish themselves as the future at those guard positions going into 2023 and also going in to the Big 12 Conference. So good news is there is established guys who are there to help BYU as their frontline starters. The hope is they can use this upcoming offseason and hopefully some of the this past season, some of the uh, minutes that they got, these guys' reps or whatever you want to call it, during this past season will pay off with quality depth being developed for BYU along that interior of the offensive line. But welcome news to have Joe Tukuafu who decided to run it back once again for the Cougars in 2022. Alright, coming up here in just a moment, we'll talk a little bit more about BYU and with regard to their scheduling moving forward because some news last week of Virginia and BYU canceling the remainder of their series. Is this the sign of times for BYU? I kind of think it is. We'll talk about more about that next here in a moment. First though, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Get Upside. Uh, of course, this is an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. My listeners can make up to 25 cents per every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use 
Use the promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back for using the Get, get Upside app. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE to get that 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 in cash back, and there's no cash. Cash, excuse me. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other great brands. Just download the free GetUpside app today and use that promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code SCORE with the GetUpside app. Need to take a minute today and talk to you about our friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all of your sports action this season, my friends. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use the promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. It's free money, folks. Take advantage of it now. It's at betonline.ag. From basketball to football to NHL, boxing and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available from our friends at Bet Online, as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. They've got new offers all the time at BetOnline.ag, so check back often. They just want to make sure you guys have the best experience possible. It's all courtesy of BetOnline.ag using the promo code Locked On. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'd also encourage you guys, if you have not done so already, make sure you check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast with Josh Neighbors. He does a fantastic job keeping you up to speed on everything going on in BYU's new conference home beginning in 2023. Download it for free wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one. All right, it is a Twitter Tuesday here on the podcast. I've had some questions sent in, and we're going to address as many of them as possible. One of them, I think, is going to take of the bulk of this part of the podcast. And that is a question that came in from David, who sent in an email to us, actually. So I guess technically not Twitter Tuesday, but nonetheless, a question sent in nonetheless. And he, he said, Jake, here's my question for you. Obviously, we learned the news last week of Virginia and BYU canceling the remainder of a home-and-home football series. Back in 2013, that was originally signed. It was meant to be played during 2019 and 2020. Those two games, obviously, uh, had a, amendments and then the game schedule for 2021 was played. BYU obviously winning that one in a shootout. And then a game in 2025 in Provo, also a game in 2023 in Charlottesville. Well, BYU and Virginia, by mutual consent, have canceled the remainder of that series. And this one makes a lot of sense, folks, because BYU is trying to pare down their schedule as they get ready to go into the Big 12. I would actually, frankly, say that I'm stunned a little bit that not, not more... Okay, how am I trying to say this? There haven't been more of these type of reports already for BYU. I figure there are probably going to be lawyers involved, money needing to be moved around, dates for future games being adjusted, all of that stuff. There will be obviously series that BYU will endeavor to keep. I would imagine that Utah stays on the stays on the docket, and that's actually a, a secondary question that David had here. He actually said, do you think BYU and Utah resume their series in 2024? It is my sincere belief, this is just my thought, I don't know anything inside information, that type of stuff about it, that I do believe that BYU you will prioritize playing Utah as often as possible. The problem is with both of them being in opposite conferences now and obviously having uh, constraints with regards to the scheduling they have outside of their conference responsibilities, it might not be an every year thing moving forward beginning in 2024. 
If they play two of every three years, I think that's good enough. Once of every three years, eh, okay, you're starting to get a little questionable on my part, but I do think they will make it a priority, at least from the BYU side of things, to keep the Utah series alive. But I think with this Virginia series, we're seeing what BYU is trying to do. They're trying to balance out their schedule and say, okay, would you like to reschedule for a future series? Or if you don't, can we come to an agreement where we just kind of unanimously or uh, both agree, you know what, no harm, no foul, uh, ulterior or exterior things moving around us require us to cancel this. There are some out there, I actually saw this last week when this news first broke, saying that BYU should have held Virginia's feet to the fire and made him pay $700,000 or whatever the buyout was to cancel the series. Okay, here's the thing. Tom Homo is a well-respected athletic director in the college football ranks. He would like to continue to keep that reputation because guess what? This is a small fraternity that he exists in. There's 131 FBS teams, I guess, now, because I think James Madison is moving up here relatively quickly. Well, there's 131 athletic directors, and it's a relatively small group, and you want to have good relationships with those individuals as you go about future scheduling opportunities. If you don't uh, do that, and if you were to say, we're going to play hardball with Virginia, we're going to set an example here, well, other teams are going to say, okay, you want to play hardball with those guys, well, why don't we play hardball with you when you try and get out of this, weasel your way out of this contract with us that you set up for 2028 or something down the road. You need to keep good relationships alive. You don't want to burn bridges. So I think BYU is very amenable to working with these different uh, contracts they have set up. Uh, BYU had every intention for as long as they needed to, to stay independent. They believed that they were capable and confident in their ability to continue to schedule at a high level. Their dream has always been to make it to the Power Five. And now that they have made it to the Power Five level, obviously you're going to have to amend those contracts. So I I think that the news from Virginia Virginia, it's actually something you're going to see more often than not, I think, with BYU as they move forward here, moving into 2023 and beyond with the Big 12 contracts. I think you'll see them say the two parties, BYU and insert school name here, have mutually agreed to amend their contract or cancel the deal that we have. And I think some of these series, if BYU really wants to, they could go to these schools and say, okay, I know you're scheduling a a ways out. We're doing the same thing. Do you want to take this series we have set up and move it into the 2030s? The funny thing is, just to think about this, is BYU, if they wanted to, and I'm not saying they're going to try and do this. Okay, I'm not expecting them to. They could go to some of these teams and say, well, okay, we had this two or a four game series here do you want to play that in the 2030s down the road and just have it set on your schedule and have it set on ours and that's what BYU could do let me be also clear about this I am an advocate for shorter duration scheduling of games the Coastal Carolina deal in 2020 I think was an absolutely great thing for college football the problem is we are seeing still these contracts being signed we have agreed to a home and home series in 2032 and 2035 between insert these two schools here okay let's be honest The kids, the athletes who are going to be playing in those games are still in elementary school. The athletic director who is signing that deal on both sides for both of the schools very much is probably not going to be in the same position they were in when they signed the deal. The head coaches obviously are probably going to change over unless you really find a long-term Lavelle Edwards type of coach. I just don't get it. I think there needs to be something, some adjustment made where you don't schedule more than five years out. That's wishful thinking on my part. I don't think it'll ever happen because there's just too much already scheduled there, but I'd like to see it adjusted. But getting back to the question David had, 
I think that the biggest thing for BYU is they need to make sure that they do their part to be a good partner with all of these schools they've signed these deals with. Try and find amenable adjustments or cancellations to make sure all parties are happy to the, to the degree they can be. And BYU, in some cases, may have to pay a buyout. That's also something I think that is very much on the table for some of these schools. Some of them will play hardball and say, you know what, we need to have uh, you pay money because we obviously are, are a little hard done by you guys canceling this deal with us. And if that's the case, you know what, you pay the money and say, I appreciate you guys trying to work with us, but we also understand the situation you were in, etc. And hopefully down the road, we can find a new deal to get us back on the field together. I am hopeful that BYU keeps their biggest series in the books and keeps them on the books. I, I would be totally fine if BYU didn't play an FCS opponent when they move into the Big 12 play. Kind of make it a new, fresh start for BYU. Kind of go the route that we've seen uh, both. I believe it's now just Notre Dame, USC, and UCLA. They're the only three schools that have never played in FCS opponent in their program's history. I'd love to see BYU, and this is just me, 2023 say, you know what? We're done playing FCS games. We're, we're done playing those body bag games. I know that's not going to happen, but in Jake's world where he's the athletic director for BYU, which I will never be, let's be clear about that, I would love to see BYU not play FCS games. I think they're a waste of everybody's time. I get why they're played, but at the same time, I'd be okay with BYU playing as many big-name opponents as possible. Really show that we're one of the big boys. Yes, you're probably going to take your fair share of losses in that scenario. I'd totally be fine with it. That's just me. All right, uh, coming up here in just a minute, I've got another question that was sent in, and it's regarding a Utah player who entered the transfer portal yesterday. We also have a BYU offensive lineman who entered the transfer portal yesterday. Not all that surprising in news. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Let's talk for a minute, though, first about our friends over at NetSuite. And folks, this is the scenario some of you might have found yourself in. The putt to win the tournament. You have it just right there. It's just right in your hands. You sink that putt. The championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Absolute disaster. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated financial software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. And best part, 93% of the surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked. Before we go on this Tuesday edition of the show, let's catch up on the other notes and also answer a question that was sent in by our good friend Matt Quinney, and I helped to report this yesterday. I wasn't the first, but I uh, confirmed it. Xavier Carlton, a six foot six, 270-pound defensive end prospect from the University of Utah, has entered the NCAA transfer portal, had 18 tackles, a sack, and four tackles for loss in 2021 for the Utes. A guy who played at Juan Diego High School in Salt Lake City. His dad was a former Utah athlete, He's a legacy prospect with the Utes, but he's decided that his future is better served elsewhere, it appears. And Matt sent in the question saying, Jake, does BYU have an interest in this kid? I would imagine that BYU probably has some interest in him, but the thing is, I don't know of any direct connection between BYU and Xavier Carlton outside the fact that he prepped here in the state of Utah and obviously would be familiar with BYU. 
The one thing that I like about him is he's a big body, 6'6", 270 pounds, so he's a well-put-together defensive end prospect. He is also a former four-star prospect. So the worst thing BYU can do is kick the tires on him, to use that figure of expression, and see if he's got any interest in moving south to Provo. I think he may have his eyes set elsewhere, outside the state, as he was a guy who was rumored for a long time to be looking at other big programs here in the West. But I think BYU, the worst they could do is just, hey, you interested? And then if he says no, you say, okay, thanks. But BYU did not offer him originally, so I just don't see the connection between the two. But obviously, you give it a shot and see if he maybe has some interest in playing for the Cougars. I can tell you this much. If a guy like Xavier Carlton decides to come to BYU, he figures to be, what, a top four defensive end for BYU the second he shows up on campus, it feels like. The defensive end position for BYU not a lot of production outside of Tyler Batty to really write home about in 2021. So you give it a shot and we'll see. So hopefully that answers your question, Matt. All right. Other things, Samson Aku officially said his goodbye to the BYU football program. And I just want to publicly say, I wish him well as he moves forward in his playing future with regards to the NFL and whatever is next for him. I think he's got the size, the body to be a guy who can contribute in the NFL. He finds the right situation for him. The funny thing is, I think some people think he's a lot smaller than he is. This is a dude who is all of 6'4", folks. He is a tall wide receiver, a rangy athlete with long arms, a great catch radius. And the thing is, had he been fully healthy for the first half of the season for BYU, I think he would have seen a bigger impact for him in 2021. So I wish him the best as he moves forward now with his playing career. And I hope that he gets an opportunity in the NFL to show what he can do. One final note is congratulations to the BYU women's hoops team. Despite not playing over the weekend due to postponements of their games, all of the West Coast Conference on postponement over the weekend, 17 games. It's still astounding to me uh, how much COVID has impacted college hoops, but it's just part of how things are going to go. And I think you're going to see this sport push through as much as possible. The hope is you see BYU back on the court this week with their scheduled contest. No news on that as of yet that I have seen. Anything we hear will, of course, be bringing to you on social media as well as here on the podcast. But BYU women's hoops remain static in the AP Top 25 poll at number 18, despite not playing over the weekend. So some good news on that front. They remain inside the Top 20. And like I said, hopefully we will see them back out on the court later this week along with the men's team. All right, that is going to do it for today's edition of the show. I want to encourage you guys to follow the show on social media. I already referenced it earlier on in the show. Search out Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Love hearing from you guys, getting your interactions, or putting up some questions of the day on Twitter in particular. And love for you guys to weigh in with your thoughts on our questions of the day. Also, make sure you follow my work. Uh, I do a lot of other things outside of just BYU on my own Twitter account, but you can find me at Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, you can use the email address to email us anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. And of course, like I said, I appreciate your guys' interactions with the show. It actually makes my day when you guys find it of worth to send me a note. And just, it's fun to hear from you guys because I've met BYU fans from literally around the world. So anything you guys have for me, love hearing from you guys. And I'd love nothing more than for you guys to feel like you are part of this community as well. All right. Thanks again for joining us. Make sure uh, you guys check out Locked on Bets, your one-stop shop daily for all of your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all podcasting platforms. So like we say all the time on this podcast, thanks for making 
making us your first listen. Make Locked On Bets your second listen as we go out the door here. That'll do it. Have a good one. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 4th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you.